Welcome to Sea Time, everybody. The off-road show brings you all the results, news, and online shenanigans that make being online a good time. We'd like to say thank you to Fly Racing for their support of Sea Time. Please go check them out at flyracing.com. Welcome to Sea Time, everybody. Episode 81. Again, as we talked about last week, 80 is a big number. 81. Plus one on 80 is actually a bigger number. So it's very impressive, I think. I don't do math often, but that's a pretty big number. What do you think, James? Pretty big number. Pretty big number. Everybody, uh, I'm Brian Pierce. What you're watching is Seat Time. We're, we're going to talk about some of the off-road news that has happened, um, you know, maybe throughout the past week, throughout the past weekend um, in the world, actually, because we had some X Games going on in Brazil. I think that's pretty interesting. Of course, we had some guys racing the big bucks, big buck, big bucks. I bet you they wanted to race the big bucks instead of that nasty ass beat up old track. I'm just kidding. Seventeen <laughs> years, you know, that's a lot of that's a lot of history. Have you ever raced the big buck, James? No, I have not. No, but you've done a couple of GNCCs. No, never. That was a, so OMAs. Yeah, you've OMAs. done some OMAs. Okay, well then we'll talk about that. <laughs> we'll see what's going on. Um, and then of course we had some works going on, um, and we got some uh, national enduros coming up. So lots of fun stuff to talk about. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you, today has been quite an interesting day. Uh, I'm frazzled. I'm stressed out. I'm not even wearing my sling right now. I've had some vodka drinks. I've taken a couple hydrocodone because my shoulder really hurts. So I'm really hoping that you're going to get quality out of me tonight and not just quantity. Um, I, I'm going to put it out there, though. I just I want to make sure that everybody knows that if James Hill has to take over the show, he is completely prepared. Be pretty boring. <laughs> yeah, it would it would be something special. I think it would be uh it would be a little different. But what I I'm super stoked on is the fact that we now have our own mic set up for our guest in studio. And that that was one of the bit. Yes, James just pointed out. Show everybody at home. Yeah, look how big it is. It's just as big as mine. Yep. And you know what's scary is I actually know how big it is because it's exactly as big as mine. The mic. The microphone, the mic. everybody. Yeah, for those of you not watching at home and that don't ever plan on looking at us publicly, we're talking about our microphones here. We do. We actually got ourselves a, a, another boom arm and another microphone, a little mixing board. So, you know what that means? Is that our sponsors have been doing a fantastic job of helping us out at Sea Time grow. So, for those of you in the off-road industry, for those of you in the moto industry, for those of you who like to throw a leg over a dirt bike, or maybe you just like to sit at home... And listen to guys talk about drinking beer while they talk about motorcycles. We thank you for watching one seat time. But we also thank Fly Racing, Power Sports Graphics, and of course Squarespace. All of those guys are fantastic sponsors of the show. We really, really appreciate everything they do for us. And uh, they do. They help us progress the way that we have. Um, we have lots of neat little things coming up in the future. We're going to be doing some stuff to the site, which is, I think, good. Um, it. You, you always have to change with the times to kind of uh, make sure that you're keeping up with what people want to see and how they want to see it and how they want to get their information, and we're trying to do that on the site and, of course, as well on the show. We know that this is not the most attractive stage ever to look at you know, guys like myself and James here, so we're going to kind of change it up, and it's one of the other things that we're, that we're talking about doing. So, again, appreciate all the help from our sponsors, so please... Go check them out. Fly Racing, Power Sport Graphics, and Squarespace because they're awesome. So, James, tell me what you did this past weekend. I want to know a little bit about you and a little more about what's been going on in your life. 
Because you're an off-road racer, right? Right? Yeah. yeah. You, you race in a dirt box. Um, last weekend, I pretty much didn't do a whole lot. I uh, took my dad's Harley and went riding all day Saturday. Got a little bit of a raccoon sunburn. Nice. And uh, Sunday, I pretty much... Well, I helped my dad cut down a tree. You're like, thanks for letting me borrow your Harley. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to help you cut down a tree. <laughs> then I went home and sat on the couch, kind of like I'm doing right now. Yeah, it's a good couch. Yeah. Yeah. What would you watch on Sunday? Uh, a lot of X Games. A lot of X Games. Pre-recorded. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, they had, what, four days of three hours worth of coverage every day, except for Saturday, which, like, I got, like, six hours worth of coverage. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we had, like... One. A crap ton of X Games to watch. Now I'm not gonna lie, there were some, some of the stuff that was recorded that I kind of was like, okay, fast forward, fast forward. But good thing is Thursday night we got to watch live. If you were watching it live, um, the Enduro Cross, so yeah. the Enduro X, if you will, on the X Games side of thing. Um, so did you get a chance to watch that? Were you watching it live or did you watch it uh, like post post race? No, I watched that one live. Yeah? I watched that one live. What did you think live? How, how did that? I thought it was pretty cool. Um, the uh, track kind of looked slick from all the water getting tracked kind, around. Kind of looked slick. Like a lot slick. Okay, yeah. I was going to say, I was like, it looked like they laid down a slip and slide tarp, put dirt on that, put water on it, and then put another slip and slide tarp. Yeah. Everybody's ass in was all over the place, man. It was insane. Those guys were just like skirting around like crazy. Um, I have a question, though. Um uh, Dale Spangler, our good buddy from Fly, you know, we chat all the time and we text and stuff. Uh, he was he was telling me he did not think that this the X Games in Brazil was promoted very well. So you knew to watch X Games live Thursday night for the Enduro Cross. How did you know about that? How did you find out to watch that? Honestly, I uh, walked into the bar down the street from my house and okay. it was on. So yeah. uh, I went straight home and turned it on and hit the record button. <laughs> And then I went through the menus and recorded everything else. So if it hadn't been on, you would have been at a bar Thursday night. Directly. Absolutely. I mean, that's fine. That's fine. No, no, yeah. We're not judging. You were not judging your actions by any means because they're fun. <laughs> you know, they're good. What I think one of the things that Dale and I had talked about was the fact that it seemed it seemed like they were, even though X Games does a good job, you know, publicizing itself, that maybe this, this X Games world tour that they're kind of doing and the, the deal in Brazil... It didn't seem that highly publicized. Like, I think a lot of us, you know, I mean, you are largely a big part of the Texas cross-country scene. And, you know, we've gone to a lot of races together and Enduros and stuff like that. And I know that you kind of keep up with that kind of stuff. So it's interesting to know that you didn't know about it. And I think that we've, you know, Dale and I kind of thought the same thing, that a lot of people didn't know about it. So is are there any kind of, like, websites that you check for news like that or, like, races that are coming up? Or you just kind of, like, rely on Facebook, like... What determines what you would watch like on TV for like motor related? Uh, I pretty much just stick to Supercross, or um, I'll flip through the menus and if I see something that's on, I'll record it. But I really don't know when stuff is supposed to be on. Like the X Games, I I had heard that there was going to be more than one this year in right. different countries, but I didn't know it was already going to happen until it was happening. So you were like, "Hey, what's that strange? Yeah, across on TV. <laughs> what yeah. the heck's that? Yeah, exactly." Huh. Well, okay. Well, then that's one thing I think that we could try to figure out a way to change is uh, maybe a little bit better publicity. Uh, get it out there. I, maybe they just didn't publicize it well in the motor world. I don't know. Um, you know, there was a lot of skating events. Yeah. A ton of skating events. Now, 
one of the things I did pick up on with all the coverage is that in Brazil, that's a huge part of the Brazilian culture. For some reason, that's one of the larger, like kind of like you know, extreme sports is skating. Um, and there was obviously a ton of Brazilian athletes. So maybe what's going to kind of happen as they move around the world um, is you know they're going to kind of focus on the you know the extreme sports that happen more yeah. often or not when they get to those areas. Now that could be complete crap. <laughs> but you know, I guess we're gonna find out, right? Yep. I don't really know. So obviously, we talked a little bit about the track. It was super slick, super crazy. I didn't think it was gonna be as slow as it was. I think the water actually really helped. Um, track layout. They were talking about how like slow it was gonna be and how big it was. And I've raced the one in Oklahoma a couple of times, and that was a big ass track. Yep. This one didn't seem that ver- This one didn't seem that large to me. Um, so. As it comes down to the obstacles, besides it being super slick, what did you think of some of the, the obstacles that were on the track yeah. and stuff? I, uh, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, I liked some of the sections where you could actually, like, jump over the logs or, you know, they had, a, like, a section with a... Kind of like a double? Yeah, like a hump on top of it, and then there was a dip, and some of the guys were jumping off onto it instead of going yeah. through the hole, you know? But, uh... The rock sections look pretty gnarly with all the water and mud in between. Yes. Like you, you see some of the top riders bobble and bust their butts. It was Yeah. Looked pretty nice. <laughs> um it was really interesting. They did show a lot of practice footage of Taddy Blazusiak. I mean, he had a horrible hot lap. Oh yeah. And he messed up a bunch of times in practice in those rock sections, which I think is strange because that's typically where, you know, he really shines is in those super, super technical sections. He just seems to be able to carry that momentum. Um, and really, I, I guess, tear those sections apart, honestly. Yeah. Um, but for whatever reason, that rock section, you know, gave him hell. His, his heat race was off, too. Yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah. And it was like, if I, I think if Cody Webb hadn't screwed up in the main, yeah. you know, we would have probably seen Cody Webb finally on that top step beating Cody Blaz- uh, Taddy Blazusiak, opposed to, you know... You know, getting second, unfortunately. The two smoker up there too, dude. What <laughs> up? Yeah, Beta's RR man. That uh, that three hundred that he was on. That's interesting. You know, that's a new bike for Beta. That two stroke. Well, uh, a newly developed bike. I believe they've had two strokes out before, but it's a new de- newly developed bike um, that he's been kind of testing and developing for them. And so, he looked good on it. He looked good on it. I think it's been fantastic. And we know that uh, the guys over at Fastway, that uh, Promoter Bullet, they've got the adjustable KTM. Uh, like bash guard link so it's kind of like a built-in link guard and it's adjustable so if you're thinking oh you know my ktm or apparently now your beta doesn't have the exact head angle that you're looking for the rake if you will you can adjust that at the link which we're going to be testing this weekend by the way did you know that yeah okay good we talked about that i just wanted to make <laughs> sure so if you guys heard a little bit of rustling going on in the background that was steven again steven's our producer he's the guy with the awesome beard um, and he was setting up the guy that's sucking on his water bottle over there, uh, Mr. Tanner Thomas. What is going on, dude? Uh, not too much. Uh, just uh, rushing to get on here. Yeah. Got, uh, got a text from Zach Huberty asking if I wanted to be on, and uh, I was, guess I was kind of like a teenage girl getting ready to go out on a date. I changed my T-shirt like three times. I was looking in the mirror like hat, no hat, wasn't really sure. <laughs> the good thing is is you don't really have much hair. So it's like you, you can't really screw that part up. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you're like, yeah, I know. I know. I know what you mean. That's the same thing with James, though. James is pretty much like hat all the time. The guy ain't got no hair. 
He barely ever shaves his face. But, hey, you know, and, I'm not. I'm not bald. I got yeah. hair. I mean, like <laughs> he, he's. I think. I think hats are prone to uh, making you go bald because my dad's been wearing one every day for years, and he just gets balder and balder. <laughs> I've heard that. Take my hat off. I've heard that rumor. Yeah, James again. James would take his hat off, but he's like, "Oh my God, I'm so worried because I'm on the internet right now. What people think about me?" Yeah, I'm not. But, I'm not worried about the bald spot. I had the over thirty class. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody in that class has got them. I'll be there soon. I'm gonna start growing a bald spot. It's gonna be horrible. It's absolutely horrible. So, uh, Tanner, while uh, you were calling in and getting all set up and everything, we were talking a little bit about the X Games this past weekend. Obviously, more specific to the Enduro Cross uh, racing that happened. So, did you did you get a chance to uh, watch the racing that happened? Uh, I did. I got a chance to see the men's final. I actually wanted to watch the women's final a little earlier today, but I don't know. I was just kind of feeling unmotivated, and I actually went back to sleep for a couple hours. That's okay. Everybody needs extra. It's a Tuesday, you know. What else are people doing besides working or, you know, breathing, you know, taking naps? It's whatever. So, any kind of, any, anything that stuck out in your mind? We were talking a little bit about the track, how slick it was, some of the obstacles and stuff like that. James was kind of pointing out some of the stuff that he thought was interesting. You were like, what are some of the, the big points maybe that stuck out in your mind that you uh, caught while watching the men's final? Uh, the biggest thing that stuck out to me was that, uh, Rock Hill they had to go up. I mean, it looked to me like every lap, the line on the left was just the fastest and everybody on the right side was struggling. But, uh, lap after lap, you'd see guys still taking that right line. Yeah. That's interesting because we were talking about the rocks, but we were talking about the, you know, the kind of 180 degree, uh, yeah. rock turn that you came into, which, you know, I think still gave a lot of people trouble. Uh, it seemed the only person that really took that turn well when they took it tight was uh, Cody Webb. Um, everybody else seemed to kind of, you know, kind of fade uh, wide on that turn to kind of miss most of it. But that Rock Hill, you're right. And I think I even heard, I didn't get a chance. I knew that they were doing uh, live practice, uh, or I heard that they were doing, I think, uh, uh, was it Nick, Nicole Lorette, the lady who does the Enduro Cross? She was talking online that, about some live practice. And apparently there was way more rocks on top of that hill that they actually took out because it was just too hard. No one was making it because they were losing all their momentum as they were coming up the rock hill. And then they tried to make it across the rock hill and just get totally stuck. Did you see the size of the rocks on top? They were huge. <laughs> it was like, I liked the way they did it. It was kind of veiny, you know. And, and by no means do I mean that like. It, yeah. I'm not talking about microphones again. Yeah, we're not talking about big old microphones <laughs> in their faces again. We're talking about rocks on top of the hill. Um, so, so how would you approach that kind of an obstacle, Tanner? Um, I think I would just try to make sure I was coming into it straight and you know, just get as much momentum as I could to the top and just kind of weave my way through once I got to the top, just like the guys were doing. I mean, I don't think there's any perfect way to do it, but to get through it the best you can is really just the ideal thing. Yeah. No, I totally agree. The, the, the minute amount of Endurocross experience I have, it is. You know, what they talk about a lot on TV and what a lot of the racers say is momentum. I think that that's such a key um, way to make sure that you're going to kind of come in, pick a good line, and just kind of say, you know what, this is my line. I'm sticking to it. I'm probably not going to be in this line when I come out of this obstacle. Because you just get thrown all over the place, and as long as you kind of got the speed to carry you through it, um, 
I liked how a couple guys got stuck on the Matrix. You know, it just got so freaking slick yeah, throughout the night. The same thing. There were guys, like, literally, like, you're thinking, I mean, and I know, you're there. It's way, way harder than it looked on TV. But I couldn't believe that. That guys were stuck. And, like, even and Jeff David Aaron Knight, was having to go around it. I was say, didn't David Knight go down around the side once? Uh, I don't I don't remember David Knight, he, but, hey, that's he not because it didn't happen. I know that Jeff Aaron did, for sure. But if David, you say David Knight did, I believe you, because... I know that there were a couple guys that had to do it. Like, it was... I thought that was pretty nuts. Yeah. You don't carry momentum, you get stuck on that, like, last log, and you're like, I gotta go around. Yeah. <laughs> I, I forget who it was. In, in one of the heat races, they, uh, they got stuck on that last two logs. And uh, when the leader came back around, they were following with the camera, he was still sitting there going, like, <laughs> trying to get over it. I was like, no way, a whole lap. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's pretty intense stuff. So... Did you think, I know you said you didn't get a chance to watch uh, the women's event, but did you kind of think that Forsberg was going to come in there and walk away with it? Or did you did you did have any kind of thing about some of the other ladies from around the world, how they were going to be able to compete with Forsberg? Uh, you know, I really wasn't familiar with a lot of the names that were in there. So really just from knowing you know, Maria's past accomplishments, for me she was kind of the obvious pick for the uh, gold yeah, no, and honestly, like she's done so such a great job um, at uh, you know at the other X Games that she's been in the GNCC and a lot of the the racing that she's done throughout the past couple of years. I think a lot of people were uh, were kind of expecting it as well. But I know uh, I, I know I'm going to pronounce this wrong. Um, it's I, I want to say Lieja Lieja Sands. I know she's Spanish. Um, she was riding a gas gas. She's the one that actually won the overall. Maria had a very, very fantastic start, but got stuck on the hit on the log that you're talking about, or after the hill you were just talking about. Um, and man, she just seemed to be stuck there forever. And, uh, she, uh, uh Sans, we'll call her Sans, because that might be more. I'm not sure. S-A-N-Z. Yeah. Last name. Sans? Yeah. Sans? I think it's Sans. Sans? I don't know. She's Spanish, Spanish. And we're botched it like it's Mexican so because we're Texans and that's probably unfortunately what we do but uh you know that was when she got around her and she just they just stuck out front didn't have any more problems and Forsberg was just trying to play catch up the whole time um and then Tara Geiger coming in third I like Tara Geiger there's something about Tara Geiger that I go she's hot like I thought I thought she was going to have a good chance at it too and they showed all the stuff you know she wasn't happy with last year's and Right. Um, she showed a lot her, of practicing. Yeah, right? they were showed. They showed a big deal on her practicing and getting ready and getting her bike ready for it. And uh, I thought she'd do a little bit better. Yeah, she's she's kind of like that tomboy that just like a surfer chick that's like super hot. Like you watch, uh, like what is it? Uh, the that surfer movie with the chick with the two uh, uh, real blue or blue blue crush. Blue crush. Yes. Got it. Like that. Mate, yeah. It's like. <laughs> On it, uh, bikinis. That, that main she had bikini <laughs> surfing, eyeballs in. Uh, yeah, that, that movie was on the TV here at the Hardham household a little earlier today. Is it really? Or was it yeah. really? Yep. That's crazy. So you know exactly what I'm talking about then. Oh yeah. I have not seen Tara Geiger in that outfit, but I would just imagine that her physique might have that same. Uh, you know, take on life, if you will. Well, hey, maybe you can uh, pull some strings and get her out to that uh, surfer cross event they have. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't really have too many strings to pull, unfortunately. And the ones that I do are the, it's like the pool light in my closet. I, I walk in there, and that's kind of the one that I pull. And that's not like, you know, a proverbial pun, I'm married, I have a happy wife. That's like the clothes closet. You know, I walk in and out of that thing every day. Sometimes sometimes it's like, you know, back door, steps out to the front door. But I still pull that cord every day. No, I think you're right, Tanner. We're going to have to talk to some people, be like, Miss Tara Geiger, if there's anything we could do to get you in a bikini and a surfboard, we would like to make that happen. Steven, I think you need to tweet that. <laughs> yeah, you got control of my phone, buddy. You need to make stuff happen. So um, before we talk a little bit about some of the GNCC stuff that was going on in the works event that happened this past weekend as well, Tanner, tell us what you've been up to. I know that you've been, uh, you know, we did get a couple questions from you a couple episodes ago, and we were talking about some of the national enduro races and everything. So, you know, tell us about uh, your, your experiences this year so far at the national enduros uh, and then what you've been up to. Um, you know, really just trying to stay healthy. Um, uh, been dealing with some suspension issues, you know, factory connection has been really great with me with that. Uh, it's just tough where I'm living down in New Jersey to be training and they're up there in New Hampshire. So I can't get, you know, face to face with them. But, uh, yeah, um, you know, the last month, four weeks has been, uh, the Concho National Enduro. Uh, then we had an NEOC race down here in um, Millville, New Jersey. Uh, just had uh, the Louisiana National Enduro and then uh, another NEOC race this past Sunday. So it's been kind of hectic, but, uh, you know, I've been uh, trying, just trying to get through it and get to the next ones. Yeah, I, I would say that that sounds extremely hectic. Um, I know that when we just have... For a while there, when I was on staff with Toro, and you probably experienced this now being on staff with TCCRA, kind of helping pull the trailer and stuff. And when you just just local, you know, we have like six hours to drive to a Texas race and two hours to drive to Toro, and we have those like back to back for four to five weeks. That's an ass kicker. So when you're like driving across the country back and forth, like that's got to be really really intense. How are you uh, making it to a lot of those races? Because I know those are really far from New Jersey. Louisiana is. Not very close. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Um, it's really just been uh, the my dad's Toyota Tundra and a three-rail trailer on the back. Uh, he'll drive down here. Uh, he's going to come down uh, this Thursday evening. We'll load everything up that night, and we're just going to hit the road early on Friday, get out uh, towards Tennessee. Uh, we'll be about 40 minutes north of Knoxville that Friday night, and then Saturday morning just hit it again early and get down there and really that's all it's been in louisiana we left right after came straight through i took some sleeping pills uh right after the race so i could conk out and i did the really early morning shift we got back here um monday evening unloaded everything uh my dad left again in the morning and that's really how it's been man i mean that that is that is the privateer life (laughs) for those i mean for anybody that thinks you know like oh i want to I want to, you know, do more nationals. I want to race this kind of stuff, and I want to try to make a living at this. This is what it takes, you know. They they've been running, I think, uh, uh, inside the outdoors. You know, last year did a fantastic job on kind of looking at a, a lot of what the families put in to some of these, you know, these guys' motocrosses, these motocross careers, um, and and the kind of commitment that the parents have to have to their children to be able to make 
their children then have these lives that they have now where they're very successful and they're very fantastic writers. But, you know, it's guys like you that are still in the mix right now that your parents are still putting forth all this effort. And uh, I think it's fantastic. You know, I mean, I know my parents, if I had the talent, I know my parents would have told me outright no because we're not driving you across the country for like 10th place in the B class, you dummy. Um, but at the same time, you know, if I was uh, up there, I think that they would have committed to that, which is which is fantastic. So uh, the fact that your dad's doing that for you is, is just absolutely an enormous part of helping you. I think I know what your goals are. You do want to become a professional enduro racer. And I think that that's definitely um, in the right direction. So you got to give them a high five for us, you know, to your dad for sure. Well, I'll definitely do that. And you know, that's that's a big part of uh, all this that a lot of people don't see. You know, it, motocross, enduro racing, GNCCs, it, a lot of people see it as an individual sport where it's just that guy out there on the bike. But even for the guys in the A class, the B class, even the C class, it takes a team effort of people behind that person to get them out there doing it. And that I just wish a lot more people knew about that. Yeah. Well, that sounds like uh, some video that sounds like some video and that might need to happen that we could have some fun with. <laughs> Man, let's do that kind of stuff. Um, it's funny. Uh, we say uh, the sea riders and I completely agree. And one uh, mother that I'm always thankful to see is a hot mom. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> No. <laughs> and, uh, she's uh, out at uh, some of the uh, TCCRA races um, and Toro and stuff like that. And uh, I, I don't know her real name. I, I'll admit it. It's unfortunate. I do not know who her husband is. I do know she has one out there. She has some children that come to the races. Uh, I may have just always been completely sidetracked when people told me her real name. But I just always call her Hot Mom. And uh, she has bolt-on accessories, of course. Uh, and just, I've always wanted to see if I could get her on seat time. So if anybody out there knows what I'm talking about, you tell her to get in contact with me. <laughs> I have no clue. Yeah, I'll point her out in some more pictures if I can find her. I got some somewhere. They're not creepy like stalker pictures. Yeah, sure. <laughs> They're like pictures that other people took that I like might have saved places. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah. Who said that? Are we in trouble? <laughs> No, Mom! We're on the internet! This is a show! Somebody just hollered stalker. <laughs> Maybe? Was that Hot Mom? Do you have Hot Mom in your house? <laughs> Tanner, you, do you have Hot Mom with you? Uh, I, I have Noelle Hardham with me. She's uh, over there in her NEOC office space. Nice! Oh, I will kill you. Hey! Yeah, you're live on the internet. What's up? <laughs> That is a bright light outside. For that one. What time yeah, is it over there? I didn't think it would be that bright, but it was pretty dark in here before I got it turned on. I had to move over to the side of the counter here. Ah, no worries, no worries. Okay, so what is coming up? You're going to be heading down to Tennessee. You said this uh, this coming weekend for the the race down there in Tennessee. Um, compared to what you had to go through when you were, you know, in uh, in Louisiana, what are you kind of expecting for for Tennessee this coming weekend? Uh-oh. Expecting nothing because we get hung up on. It happens. We're going to get him back on and see what's going on. Okay, so some of the other racing that happened as we were talking about was a GNCC. Yeah, yeah, what's up, buddy? That was way quicker than I thought, Steven. You are magical. We get hung up on. It happens sometimes. <laughs> Is somebody watching me in the background? It's scary. It's weird. Uh, 
So, Tennessee, tell us about what you think. Um, I think it's going to be fun. You know, uh, I've heard that it might possibly be a little wet, but you know, it was a little wet last year, and it was still a blast. I'll be really looking forward to get back into some rocks because, you know, it's rocky up in New Hampshire, so it always reminds me of home. And, uh, you know, they just have they have nice trails up there. I was really surprised at how it was last year. So uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Good. Well, I think um, I think you're going to do really, really good, dude. You've been pushing it really hard. You've, you, you've seen – what I think is that we can definitely say that we've seen the progress. You know, the, you, the effort that you're putting in and the, the effort – you know your family's helping you out with and stuff. I really think that that's coming that's coming to fruition, and you're going to see some awesome results coming to the end of the year. Do you have any plans to make it to any of the ISTE qualifiers this year? I originally at the beginning of the year, the plan was to go out to the Ohio one. Um, we were going to just kind of knock out a family visit with my grandparents at the same time to kind of act as an excuse to go out there. But uh, right now, I don't really know if we're going to make it out there financially. But, uh, you know, if I can go, I'm going to try to go. Yeah. Well, uh, you say uh, New Jersey. you got to remember Jesse Grome, uh, you know, randomly made it out there last year, won the whole event um, with no intent of going to the ISDE. And then, you know, with an unfortunate injury, though, he then made it onto the team. So, I mean, you got to – I would definitely say that if you can make it, that that is a fantastic place to put yourself and your name out there. Um, and to really, uh, you know, have fun, you know, because you're a fast guy. You're always going to yeah, be fast, um, but you got to go out there and have yeah, fun. It was, and... it was really cool to uh, see Jesse last year. Yeah? Yeah, that, I mean, that's that's what I ride for. I mean, the, the greatest feeling I have is when I just go out on my motorcycle and I'm just doing everything better than I have before, and I'm just amazing myself with how fast I'm going, you know, I'm nailing all the corners, getting through all the tight trees. That That's why I do this because, you know, to ride, I mean, professionally, you've got to be racing. You've got to be racing at a professional level to keep riding for the rest of your life. And right. That's what I'm in it for is just a progression and to keep going at it. Well, I think, like we were saying, I think you've got the right mindset and you've got obviously the, the right support system. So, uh, James... You've been in a couple situations, you know, where you've been the fast guy and you've kind of traveled around and tried to, to you know. I, I don't know if you were trying to make a living at it, but you were definitely trying to make it out there to some of the bigger nationals, the main stuff. Do you have any advice from doing that with your dad? <laughs> uh, I, I, I probably wasn't anywhere near this guy. Ah, whatever. J- <laughs> James, was, James was fast. I mean, I'm not going to lie. James and I are older now, but James is still fast as shit. So... It's fun. It's it's a good time for sure. So we've got uh, a race coming up this coming weekend for TCSRA, right? Um, yep. Was it? Uh, it's outside of Cleburne. Yeah, Cowbone Cowbone okay. Creek, but it's, so, it's tell Cleburne. Me, tell me, have you have you raced at this property before? Yeah, it's actually the uh, they used to race there every year for for years. It's a it's pretty cool. It's got a little cool little moto section in the trees. It's got some little doubles and stuff, but uh, mostly uh, not a not any big elevation stuff, but Probably lots of hard. Well, might not be hard packed now. That it's got a little moisture. Might yeah, be right just now. perfect. We got, we got a scotch bit. I've a uh, thankfully. I, I've raced there when it was muddy before. It ought, to, it ought to be pretty nice. It's a it's a pretty cool place to ride. All right, cool. I'm looking forward to it. We're gonna uh, go out there this weekend. Uh, as I was saying, we've got kind of the 
the fastway parts. You know, we've yeah. got the adjustable KTM linkage that we're going to go test out on the 300. Uh, James is going to ride that. We've got a couple fly parts that we're going to test out, which is fantastic. We've got the, the two different chest protectors that they've come out with that are, you know, uh, not adaptable, but that work, that are they're, they're made by Liat, designed by Fly, so or designed and developed by Liat, but the graphical part has uh, the graphical interface part has kind of come in from Fly Racing to kind of help them partner up. And then, of course, it's the same way with the Valor neck brace. So we're going to be – James is going to be kind of like the tester guy this weekend. So um, the, the 30-plus A guy is going to be putting everything through its ringer. I'm looking forward to it. So we're going to be testing a lot of Fly stuff. So that is a really good tie-in to the fact that Fly Racing is a fantastic – sponsor and partner of seat time and if anybody were to go out and be like you know i don't really know what kind of gear i'm looking for uh it's so hot where i ride right now fantastic because their 2013 kinetic mesh line just came out and it is absolutely phenomenal the pair sitting over there and again it i'm not in my sling so you guys can't really believe me if you can only see me but if you knew how much of a gimp i was i would i can't reach over there it just sucks but james james is james is fantastically nimble still so he's going to do it for me look at that look at these pants so what they did is they created a, a nice mesh panel in the front so that you can have wind and i will definitely be the guy to tell you that you stand up with these things it'll it'll cool off your man parts and it feels absolutely fantastic when it happens but what's fan what, what they thought about is the back half where your bum is is a still a kind of i'm by no means a professional for them, I don't know their 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 like key slogans, but it's a really good Kevlar material. And so what's going to happen here is you're not going to have mud like sliding through some mesh panel into your butt. Well, did you, you know? see right through it? It's so thin. Yes. Well, see, but not at your butt. It's 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 thin where it needs to be and not where it don't need to be. So you get yeah. you get the cool parts, cool. Or I guess you get the parts that are going to be hot, cool. And you get the parts that don't need mud shoved in them. Not having much of them. So I think that's pretty much fantastic. And of course, you know, guys on Force Jokes, they got the little leather panels and all that fun stuff on it. They didn't put any plastic on it because plastic, who needs that when it's hot, right? Nobody. And then there's a the little jersey. So what they did is they have two different type of mesh panels. So the front is a very, uh, is, is a very, very thin mesh to make sure that a lot of the dirt doesn't go through. And then on the sides, they have a much thicker mesh so that it, uh, the air breathes a lot better. So fly racing, making fantastic gear, not just fantastic gear that rides well, but that looks well. And if you ask, you could be like, yes, I would love to have a Seat Time logo heat pressed on to my jersey. Because you know what? They will do it. And hopefully they don't leave the couch out for your jersey <laughs> like they did for mine. It would be fantastic. So flyracing.com, please go check them out. We very, very much appreciate uh, their help, their support. And everything they've done for us here at Seat Time, it's been fantastic. So thank you very much. Holler at your boys. Check them out. All right. So GNCC this past weekend, Tanner, I know you were paying attention to a lot of those guys. You raced uh, against them, uh, some of the pro guys at the National Enduros. Done a couple of GNCCs yourself. So tell me, did what did you think, man? And then, uh, Mullins and Russell are still battling like crazy haters, man. Yeah. They're, they're going for it. I'm I'm starting to think it's uh, just going to go down like that for the rest of the season. Uh, I was really stoked to see Thad back up on the podium again. That was really cool. Absolutely. Um, but I mean, yeah, they they're just going at each other, and I think uh, it's just going to come down to can 
stay the healthiest. You know, uh, Charlie, he's doing the Enduros too, so that kind of puts him at higher risk for uh, an injury. You know, knock on wood. Not saying I hope anything happens to him. Absolutely but, not. Uh, you know, uh, Caleb, he's just focusing on those GNCCs. And, uh, you know, I know that's a big thing for Mike Lafferty where the Enduros is his thing or are his thing, and that's what he focuses on. He might do a couple local races, but he's trying to stay healthy to be in the hunt for that. Yeah, it's interesting, too, because we talked to Russell uh, at the beginning of the season, you know, before the GNCCs really started up to kind of talk to him about what was going on uh, what he was looking forward to this season. And this is his first year he's actually competing. He plans to compete in the entire OMA series. So, yeah, I know. It, it, uh, it, and uh, he has not done that before. He typically has been very, uh, you know, uh, I guess one series focused um, or very series focused, I guess you could say. Um, and, and I don't know if that's because of the fact that if that's a sponsor thing, if that's like a KTM thing, if that's a personal thing, if it's a little bit of everything, you know, what's going on there. But, You've done a couple OMAs. How have those courses been laid out in your opinion, uh, James? Um, they're, I've been. I, I think I went to like four of them one year. They they were all really fun. Just um, they're normally more wide open than they are. Yeah. Okay. Not like Louisiana woods or nothing. Right. <laughs> they yeah. don't have any tight ass pine trees that make you go. I want to cut my crap yeah. down to thirty inches. No, nah, you'll you'll get into a little bit of weaving and little bit of tight stuff but nothing nothing you're gonna get a handlebar taken out over but right it, it has a lot of fun they they normally have a lot of fun stuff in them good all right well um tanner i know that you're up there in the northeast have you had a chance to compete in any of the uh, omas i have not you know i actually talked with a friend last year about uh, trying to get to a couple this year you know just kind of crazy you know drive overnight in uh, one of our trucks and go out there but uh, from what I've seen of the videos and the pictures and stuff they get posted online, they seem uh, they seem like there's some pretty nice events. Yeah, I, I would like. I guess like my like opinion of, of what I see is that they seem to be not. They don't seem to be as wide as the GNCC. They don't seem to be as long. They seem to be a tad bit more technical, um, and obviously not as many people. But that I think that's just the size of the size of the series. I think the, the, the Grand National Cross Country Series is just the larger series. Um, they bring in, you know, more people, more spectators with the, you know, big four-wheeler <laughs> events and stuff like that. But uh, I think they look fun. They definitely get beat up and, somebody, and you know, some people get some asses kicked for sure. But uh, I, I like the fact that they have some, some completely brand new trail that doesn't ever get ridden. Uh, I know that's already happened once or twice and the guys have been, like, trying to follow arrows and all over the place. And uh, pass, a lot of passes happen in those sections. I think that's where, like, Bobbitt and Farringer, you know, they do really good at the OMAs, and I think that that's why. is because of the fact that those OMAs seem to have sections that they can really, really take advantage of their skill set, you know, which is primarily from uh, the Enduro series that they do. So, all right, all right. So, with Big Buck, we had Mullins taking the win, and we had Russell getting second. They were obviously going at it for a while. Russell having an unfortunate, uh, you know, uh, wreck. Then Mullins coming away uh, with the win there. Not that I want either of them to win specifically. I, I think I'm with Tanner that I think that it, to this point, though, I mean, anything can really happen. We're still we're four, race, four rounds in with the fifth round coming up in a week and a half. Uh, lots can happen, but it really does seem that it's going to be their their championship to lose at this point. One of those two guys, 
Um, and then Thad Duvall, you know, it sounds like he had a pretty rough get-off at Steel Creek. Um, bruised ribs, had some cartilage or ligaments, you know. I don't, I don't know the scientific term behind it, but... Anything, anything in this area sucks. Anything in this area sucks. <laughs> There's your scientific evidence right there, people. Don't do it. Don't fall. <laughs> I mean, it's, right? It's, yeah, don't this, fall. this part gets yeah. pounded. When you're breathing, none it hurts. This, none so. of this shit's cool. When you see bandages taped on the people... None of that stuff's fun. Um, XC2, Andrew DeLong. Like, what did you say? He finished, like, sixth overall? Yeah. Like, so, Andrew DeLong is in the XC2 class, starts an entire minute behind the XC1 line, finished sixth overall. Fantastic. I cannot wait for that guy to start on the XC1 line. I think it's going to be awesome. So, sixth overall, first place in the XC2 class, Grant Baylor doing a great job. Aaron Plessinger, who, unfortunately, is not going to be racing the entire series. Uh, they were talking about that on the GNCC Live uh, webcast that he is unfortunate unfortunate for us fortunate for him he's gonna be starting to do some motocross stuff uh, we've seen morgan moss do that as well morgan moss did qualified for loretta lens last year had a ton of fun and decided this year he wanted to uh, focus a little bit more on that and see you know how he could do there tanner you know i don't know how much motocross you've done you know is is how are you on a motocross track because i know i know how much i suck on one so. <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I, when I first started racing, it was motocross. Uh, I, throughout my 65 career and my 85 career, I spent a lot of time practicing on the tracks. Uh, I'm always really modest about it because, you know, the guys that are out there, you know, doing the national stuff, they're just blazing fast. But, you know, I can get around them. Uh, some of the bigger gaps, you know, I'm kind of timid with them. But the way I look at it is it's just a corner game, you know, just like in the in the woods and the Enduros. You get through the corners faster, you're carrying more, more momentum and speed down the uh, down the straightaways. Yeah, I think I think my uh, I mean, if you could ever teach me how to gall up and jump, I would pay you as much money as I could find in my piggy bank. Because that is my I mean, I I'm not, I'm not gonna. I, I would use the word that everybody wants to say right now, and it starts with a P, and it sounds exactly how you would think it would. I'm not gonna say it, but man, that's what I am when it comes to jumping. It sucks. I don't. I don't know what the problem is. I've never, never been a jumper, and uh, it's unfortunate because I'm pretty much stuck in the A class when it comes to uh, racing cross countries. Because when it comes to a double jump, I'm like, oh look, two singles. That's fun. And I get passed by the B riders because of that crap, man. It's so unfortunate, but I guess it is what it is, you know. I I still have fun. You know, yeah, that's all that matters. I've I've always kind of been weird with jumps, like tabletops. You know, there's the jump farther and farther and farther thing to get them down, and I kind of just get tired of the harder and harder hit in my arms. So I just you know kind of scrub them when I'm out there riding. But doubles, you know, I'm the guy who rides over it the first lap and just comes at it pinned the next lap and, <laughs> and hopes he makes it. Yeah. This is either working out or I'm going home early, baby. This is yeah. happening. <laughs> That's not me at all. Like, no. Like, I would have to be either in the middle of, like, just a downright dirty battle where we're, like, passing back and forth every other turn to where... I wouldn't even notice that that's what was coming up. Like a Bonita. Like, there's no way. Like, I can jump half the jumps out of Bonita, which is like, what would you say? about? It's about 16 miles now, 16-mile 16 lap. 
with all uh, the stuff they've added? I don't think it's quite that long. It's not that long? Okay. So about 14? Yeah. About 14 miles. But uh, Dan Birch, the landowner, is an old motocross dude. So he's got a bunch of these, to what everyone else says, extremely easy, very, <laughs> but they're very large jumps. So as long as you go at them with the correct speed, you really can't screw them up. Well, my problem is, is they just, they're too damn big. And uh, but I think if maybe if I got into like a turn battle with somebody where it was like we're just like passing each other, I might jump a couple of the ones that I'm extremely uncomfortable with by accident. But I still am like, hey, I'll tell you like this: Toro race this year. Yeah. I didn't jump any of them in practice at all. Yeah. And, uh, but. And I told everybody, I said I'm not jumping that crap. I broke my back out there. <laughs> Everything looks scary to me now. And. Uh, <laughs> I, I took off on the start and was in second place, and I followed the guy in the lead over almost all of them. About, and that was uh, Mark Weeks? Yeah. Mark Weeks. Hmm. But uh, there, there was a couple of the big ones I pulled off and took the girl took, line took around the, it. Took the, hey, hey. Oh, I meant, I meant the slower it's line. The, it's the <laughs> amateur line. It's the B line. It's Okay. Because there are women that'll jump some of that crap that I won't, <laughs> and that's totally fine. They're allowed to do that because... You know, we've already talked about what I am, and that's fine. I already accept it. So, I guess that's what happens. So, Works moved to Utah this past weekend, round four. They had some uh, some more racing going on, as they do in western uh, the western part of the states. They like to race out there in the desert in the sand and go pretty much as fast as possible. Uh, on that note, going out west... Very, very good news on the fact that at the past Heron Hound, we had two really bad wrecks. Uh, we had way more than just two bad wrecks, but the two worst wrecks um, being for some of the pros out there uh, with Skyler House and uh, Toby Price. Both of those guys out of the hospital. Toby Price um, got a halo on his head, heading back to Australia. The second he gets there, having a major surgery, um, they're going to check everything out. But, you know, fingers crossed. Everybody send out your prayers. And thoughts for sure. Uh, Skyler in his back brace doing really, really good. So it's, it's great to see. I mean, it's unfortunate that those guys push themselves. Uh, well, it's, un- it's unfortunate that they had those wrecks and hurt themselves to that degree while they're pushing themselves. But that's what they do for a living. Um, I know that they would not want it any other way. So thoughts for sure out to those guys. It'll be for fun uh, that uh, we're going to see him back. I know we will. It's going to be awesome. Hopefully Toby Price can make it back to New America. That's been a big dream of his for a while. He's done it a couple times, but he was just starting to get the breaks, and now he's going to do it all over again. So we had Robbie Bell, uh, Jacob Augerbright, and Justin Seed were the pros this past weekend at the Works race in uh, Utah. Uh, this is a new venue for Works, but not a new venue to off-road, I think is the way that they were kind of putting it. Apparently, um, this is kind of like a little Sahara almost. Uh, and I know Stephen would know a lot about that. So a lot of sand, a lot of dunes. Uh, they have uh, some rock crawling type events, I think, as well that go on out there. So off-road-wise, lots that goes on at this venue, but kind of new to the works event. And I think what they say, the 13-mile laps? Yeah. And that's that's crazy long for those guys, right? I yeah. mean, they don't ever do anything that long. And they do a lot of moto tracks, too, still. So this is the longest longest works event ever. Longest works miles. event ever. Is that official? Are you reading that off the That's website? What it says right there. That's what the website says, folks. <laughs> That's official. So what was the last desert race that you ever did, Tanner? Uh, the Concho National. <laughs> 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 Love it. So so never or none. 
You need to. Uh, so you you weren't able. You didn't make it out to West Texas back when we had uh, like the Lubbock Trail Riders event. Um, uh, Fluvana, right? Was it the Fluvana one? Yeah. And and they had it at the other one as well, right? Yeah, both of them. So both okay. So the Lubbock Trail Riders had two different had a couple nationals at two different venues. You weren't able to make either of those in the past couple years. No, um, no. I think 2010 was the last national enduro out that way that I remember. Yeah, and I think 2009 was the one when Cole Kirkpatrick won, right? With, like, uh, Chuck Norris and all that jazz. I think so. Uh, you know, uh, back those, that, those couple years, uh, that was the time I was begging my dad to just take me to one. You know, once they changed the format, I was really all about it because uh, age-wise I was able to do it. And you know, the big draw for me is – new places, new terrain, and just different trail all throughout the day. So, uh, now, unfortunately for me, I uh, wasn't able to get to too many of them then. But, uh, you know, I had a good time out there uh, this year, even though I struggled. So, uh, you know, I'll be looking forward to coming back in the future. Awesome. Well, I can tell you uh, for sure, um, you know, we have a guest bedroom. Um, this, is, this is not my only – this isn't the hovel. Um, there's a guest bedroom. We have it for a reason, and it's for you know friends, family to come stay and visit. Uh, we've got boondockers coming up later this year. I can promise you this. If you want, a, I would say, a, a pretty good introduction to a desert enduro, you should come out with us to boondockers. Because it's a two-day. It's a two-day two as well. So, yeah, we'll go out. You know, As long as, uh, as, long as my shoulder's healed up and I'm riding, uh, we'll be out there Friday night getting ready. Um, you know, with a couple adult beverages. I don't know how old you are, but I'm old enough. So I'm going to have adult beverages on Friday night. And uh, we'll race Saturday. Probably have some more on Saturday night. By that point, Sam Reynolds will have had way more than everybody. He will have had a 30-pack somehow between, like, Friday night and Saturday sun going down. So he'll he'll drink that much somewhere between almost racing and racing. It's It's really scary. And then he'll start all over again. Um, and still be more hydrated and pissing water more than we... I, I, I really think that he's like a leprechaun. Like there's some for, like magical force in that man. Hey, Sam, just in case you're watching, I'm not throwing you under the bus. It's this guy. Oh, dude, we've had multiple discussions <laughs> about this. It, there, was, there was one episode that we had of Seat Time, and you know what the title was? Make Sam Reynolds Proud. Do you have any idea what happened on that episode? Alcohol. I barely walked away Folks, I'm on a couch. I'm sitting. I could have crawled, but I like challenged myself to walk. That that's a Sam Reynolds episode right there. You don't you don't take those lightly. You don't you don't ever wish that upon yourself, to say the least. Uh, so, I think what you should do is we'll look at the schedule. We'll figure out if you can uh, fly in for Boondockers. Now, granted, obviously there's no there's no money involved with the with the T-Sec races, but if you want to find your way into like pretty much like seeing what a texas a texas like desert race is all about that'll be a good one especially if they don't get moisture because then it's like total ass suckage there's <laughs> nothing fun about that race if they don't have moisture that's that's the way to get him to want to come down. yeah you want to come to a race that's gonna suck boom come to stay at my house that's the, that's how hey, it goes down I'm all about that either way. I mean, uh, hey, you know, tweet me, message me on Facebook with the dates. I'll do what I can to get out there. 
Uh, unfortunately, due to local laws and personal preference, I'm going to have to stick with my water bottle. But uh, it sounds like an awesome time to me. Oh, hey. I don't judge anybody on their consumption of legal and or illegal substances. For me, it's completely legal. I am 33 years old. I can choose to make all the bad mistakes I want. What I would prefer is that everybody under the age of 21 make all the correct decisions and wait. Or at least be in the gosh darn safest place possible and just tell your parents that you're screwing up. That way they can reprimand you as they see fit and I don't feel like I have to. It's all good. Just do that. All right. So because of that, I feel like I really think we should bring in another sponsor. I think we should we should thank these people for the fact that they let us do what we do for fun on a Tuesday night and get to call in all these awesome people. So uh, I, I think this is going to be relevant. We, we've talked to a lot of athletes. And Tanner, I would love to know your opinion on this once we get talking into it. So Squarespace. Squarespace.com slash seat time is where you can go to learn more about their fantastic services. But I think there are a lot of people out there that go, ooh, I want a website. You know, I want to go find a web developer. I know I want to find somebody that knows about the web, and I want them to have. I want them to make me a website when they don't know anything about designing a website, developing a website, or what it takes to make a website work, or putting information onto a website, which is what the web is all about. is 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 a plethora of content and information. Well, I think that Squarespace, personally, you know, we my my wife and I have now started a site. It's called HolyShitGlutenFree.com. Um, and we have now started blogging Uh, we're going to start blogging and posting pictures and videos and stuff about our our foray into the gluten free world I think it's going to be fun but the the reason and so uh, go check it out if you like that's where you know we've got tons of fun stuff coming up but what I like about it is I I go hey I'm going to sign up boom 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 it takes dude it takes two minutes you sign up no credit card needed all of a sudden, you have a website. You can pick the URL that you want. It's your URL. You have your name. Boom, right there, .com. You are the .com. And you pick a template. You go, okay, this is what I want to do. They have a bunch of categories. This is the kind of category I fit into. This is the kind of template I want. And if you're into web development, you know you know a little bit of HTML, CSS, maybe you're like a JavaScript guy, figure out some of that kind of stuff. You can do that. You can customize these sites. You can make them feel your own but tanner you are kind of marketing yourself right now so when it comes to marketing yourself you know how have you kind of treated this web space you know just there's something like a Squarespace where you could get in there log in have all this information so easily done for you or all you have to think about is your sponsors talking about the content and putting up websites i mean doesn't this sound like something that would make your job a lot easier as an athlete when you're trying to talk about you know, how your race went? Certainly. I mean, it's definitely really appealing. I honestly wish I had known about it before I went to uh, set up my website. Um, any Anything that makes it easier, because, you know, to just get it down to, you know, training, eating healthy, getting the bike ready, you know, those, those are the things you want to focus on. So and getting yourself out there, and uh, doing it easily, that's, that would be such a big help for a- anyone, really. Good. And I'm glad that you said all of that. It's all the right words. Absolutely perfect. Because we had a, a gentleman on from uh, Motul, uh, Garrett Andrews. He was on the show. Uh, he was talking to us. And he was like, you know, you know I get, I get, he's like, I get resumes all the time. I get pinged about websites. He's like, 
honestly, if it doesn't look that professional, I'm kind of hesitant. And I was like, dude, all these guys with Squarespace, very, very professional. It works on every device because they have a completely responsive layout. So it, the thing is, is you put all your content up there, boom, it's going to show up on anybody's mobile device, anybody's tablet, all that kinds of fun stuff. I mean, James Hill, in this amount of time right now, if I were to talk for another five minutes, could have a Squarespace site. So, I mean, <coughs> I'm not going to lie, James. My, my throat's going a little dry here. Am I talking too much? You want one of these? You got more? Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would totally take one. I don't have a Gatorade bottle full of water. It's unfortunate. But soon, soon, my friends, it will happen. So please. I got an extra. Yeah, he's like, I will bring it to you in Texas when I come down for Boondockers. <laughs> Sounds good. I mean, you can slap on a big seat time sticker right here. Oh, it's happening. You it's can happening. slap on a seat time sticker right here, and you're good to roll, dude. He's like, I don't know if you noticed, Brian, but this space is empty, and it's waiting for your love. Your vinyl cutout <laughs> sticker love. <laughs> if you send your self-addressed stamp envelope to Saba 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 Saba, I will get you seat time stickers. And it's I say that because it's my... Tops. What's that? Don't forget the box tops. You got to put them in the envelope. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> it's unfortunate. I get everybody their seat time stickers when they ask for them. If you really do want some, remember that you can tweet us at all kinds of fun places. But it's seat time underscore CU. You don't have to worry about this, Stephen. I'm rambling right now. I understand that. I'm going with it. Okay. But you can hit us up, all of our fun little places. I'll send you as many stickers as you want. You're just paying for the shipping. That's what's happening. You know what I'm saying? Stephen, right? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Stephen. James. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. It's going to happen. All right. So we've talked about all kinds of fun racing. What's coming up? It's an online show. What oh. is coming up? We're talking about we're talking about all kinds of fun stuff. We talked about TCCRA. We talked about the uh, National Enduro that's coming up that's going to be happening in Tennessee. I don't know. Week and a half. We're going to be doing some more GNCC racing. We've got a couple works. We've got Heron Hound coming back up. Actually, Heron Hound's going to be this coming weekend. So we're going to see if Kurt Caselli... Can do it again. What do you think? Can is, Kirk Caselli do it again? Is J Day opening this weekend too? <gasps> is this weekend the twenty eighth? No, it's next next week. No, next week. I, I think you're right. What? Somebody. This what's the date 20... today? Today's twenty fourth. Oh yeah, it is. Oh my son of a J Day is starting up this coming weekend. <coughs> <coughs> it's like <coughs> it's like I have a problem, folks. <coughs> No, I'm just kidding, but seriously. J-Day. Yeah, I don't know. You would race the shit out of those, wouldn't you? Yeah, if I if I could afford to drive up there, I would. Yeah, Does that, those courses not look like the sickest shit ever? Yeah. John Day, we appreciate everything you do because I would like to call it bike porn. Yet, it, I think it's trail porn, yeah. honestly. Like, what you do with a bobcat is what I... I mean, I'm not going to tell you where I want to do it and what I'm going to do it with, but... <laughs> Congratulations on making me a happy camper. Yeah, I I, uh, I, got, I got the like page on Facebook for a J-Day Off-Road, and uh, the pictures look amazing. Did you like it real hard? <laughs> yeah. You're like, I can't click it enough. Oh, I yeah. can't click it enough. <laughs> so, can uh, Tanner, how close are you to some of those J-Day events up there? Uh, you know, they actually have one like 10 minutes from my house in Chester, New Hampshire. Did you go to it? Yeah, I mean, come on, dude. Are you going to be like the Seat Time sponsored like affiliate or what? 
Hey, you know, I, I like the courses. You know, I think Brian's on to something really awesome, but I just don't enjoy the format. You know, you can only sign up for one class, so you do your 30-minute moto, and then you have to sit there for four hours before your next one. I think it would be a lot better if he did it, all the 250 classes go, all the lights classes go, and so on like that. That way, you know, hey, I've got this old 125. I can go and I can race a couple of classes, just like going to motocross. Oh, okay. I actually, I did not know. I knew that, I definitely understood the fact that they did the two 30-minute motos, but I didn't even realize that it was kind of that, it had that old school feel where you literally do go race your 30-minute moto and then hang out, like, for ever sometimes what it feels like when you're waiting for that next 30-minute moto. I can't, I can't believe that they wouldn't let you sign up for two different classes if you were... Well, I think it's because what he's saying is, like, so he wouldn't, because all the A guys were at the same time was the B guys, and so, like, he, he, you're not going to be able to sign up for, like, a C-125 class oh, and an okay. A-250 okay. class, kind of, a, kind of a situation. I got you. So what about a sportsman, though? Is there maybe a sportsman class that you'd be able to sign up for, like, uh, like in between, so that you could do, like, your A-class, sportsman class, A-class, sportsman class, or vice versa? Uh, to my knowledge, there isn't, but I'm not very familiar with the, what the classes are. I, I, I went to two and I had to run the, uh, their double A pro class when I went. So I didn't get a chance to really look into the other ones. All right. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to text John when we get done here. I got his number. I'm going to, I'm going to send him some words. Let me see what we can make happen. Maybe we can have a seat time sportsman class. (laughs) Because yeah. we know that at some point, unfortunately, everybody's got to suck. <laughs> and, and they need to have, you know, kind of the beer drinking class, right? I mean, everybody's got to get there. It's unfortunate. But, hey, I, I do this with my right hand, but I can't. We have fun with it. No, it's like a clinky time. Oh, yeah. If, okay. if you can get that hooked up for the Chester round, my house is open. Just let me know. I like it. Dude, we're going to Chester. Chester? Is it Chester or Chesterfield? What is it? Chesterfield? Chester. Chester, New Hampshire. What's that movie? Something field. Uh, Chesterfield? No. Cl- Cloverfield. Cloverfield. When he was like Chester, all of a sudden I was like, Cloverfield? And I was like, that's... What? I don't know. I'm all over the place, man. I'm all I over s- the place. I still I still like the pictures of the track, though, for J-Day. Uh, like okay, him, yeah. him grooming something in the woods. It yeah. looks like... Like a moto track going right through the trees. Just looks like it'd be awesome just to rip right down there. Yeah, you're like, thanks for making us feel like crap in Texas. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, that, it's going to be interesting because <laughs> we know that this, the beginning of the year, they went down to Florida, their first kind of foray, if you will, into more of a national um, format in the sense of trying to bring in more national riders. It's going to be interesting to see how it works out. Uh, in the future of J Day, because they're not going to find that kind of, they're not going to find that kind of moisture. They're not going to find that kind of terrain throughout the rest of the nation, um, all the time. Um, you know, so especially in Texas, I mean, you have to make that kind of moisture. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. So Tanner, uh, before we kind of get into the uh, the whole idea of like uh, seat time, social media type crap, you know, where can people find you? Like if they're like, hey, you know, we talked about websites. What's your website? How do I tweet you real hard on the internet? How do they do that? What's your, what's your information, son? 
I'm just gonna laugh about it. I don't know. I just, I, just, is, like, uh, I smile really well on the on the web. Uh, my website is five o h four racing dot com. Uh, you can tweet me at the uh, the same address without the dot com. Just at five o h four racing. Uh, you know, other than that, uh, it's really just Facebook. But uh, you know, I try to keep that personal. You know, just my friends. I really, I really don't even use it anymore. I just share photos and ask people if they want to go ride. <laughs> like, hey, so what's up? Is my photo? You want to go on a date? <laughs> and by that, I mean a riding date. You know, lead up at the moto track, make it to the backwoods. <laughs> Not at all. Nah. We use Facebook way differently in Texas. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> just, that's how I met James. We're just, we're actually really just Facebook friends. We don't travel to any of these races we talk about. We don't actually ride. It's kind of creepy. Do you have a dirt bike? No. Mm. Man, we're supposed to lie about that. You know that, right? Oh. Hey, it happens. That's okay. All right, but we're, we're, gonna, we're definitely going to lie about the fact that we are going to go test out some awesome parts on the 300 this coming weekend. And test out some awesome parts on his uh, Kawasaki, which is, you know, still a fantastically awesome ripping motorcycle. When he passes me, just pisses me off because it sounds so fast. Yeah, I'm hoping that that KTM can stay together with me riding it. I know. It's it's really new, though, so hopefully it will. <laughs> ah, just kidding. But seriously, seat time! Holy crap! So, we really thank you for paying attention. We love everybody out there. It's been fantastic. Um, one of our other great sponsors, before we get to some of our social media stuff, is the fact that uh, Power Sport Graphics, Ride PG, they do a fantastic job of helping us out, not just with bringing you a great off-road show on the internet, but they supply us uh, at a very, very awesome industry cost of uh, graphics for all the seat time motorcycles that we have out there. So thank you very much for that, of course. They offer you fantastic discounts for being seat time fans and viewers and listeners so you're like ah i'm i'm really not in the mood for paying all of these like you know seriously flat rate costs for everything ridepg.com check out their website flat rate shipping uh you order it before 11 a.m eastern time same day it's going to be at your house and of course uh pick ready to ship option that saves you 40 percent right there 40 percent a lot of money to save you want to put in a fantastic discount code Put in seat time. That saves you 10%. So that way you can be like, oh, I would love to order some random stuff from Ride PG. Something else that's just not going to fit into the fact that uh, you can't have... You want something a little bit more custom, but you want to save a little bit of money while you're doing it? We have a fun discount code for you. It is seat time. I mean, that's that's fantastic, isn't it, Jay? Yep. Who doesn't like saving money? I like saving money. James likes saving money. Everybody does like saving money. So RidePG, please go check them out. Tell them thank you very much for supporting Seat Time because we would love to tell them thank you very much for supporting Seat Time by sending you to their website and putting in the discount code of Seat Time. That's how you can be a fantastic listener and viewer. Thank you very much. Remember, you can find us on Stitcher, YouTube, and iTunes. I'd love to throw that out there. So Seat Time, SeatTime.com is the website and the URL where you can find all of our shenanigans, all of our archives, and a little bit more about the show, the gear we use, the fun times that we have. I think we do some pretty good stuff. Shenanigans aren't the worst. Right? Right. Yeah. Facebook, facebook.com slash seat time. If you happen to be a Facebook user 
And of course, on Twitter, you can tweet us real hard right there. It's twitter.com, seattime underscore CO. Um, this is James Hill. I'm Brian Pierce. Of course, Tanner Thomas over there kicking it. Look at that smile. <laughs> so cute. Ah! Motorcycles Plus on that guy's shirt. I like it. And then, of course, Stephen Rice, our producer. Uh, thank you very much for listening. That's his hand. Show you his beard later. Beer Olympics is coming May 4th. You excited, James? Oh, yeah. Steven? Oh, yeah. Tanner, I know you'd be excited, but we don't offer Gatorade. I apologize. <laughs> you have to bring your own Gatorade. We're going to give as much beer away as people want to drink, but we ain't giving away water nor Gatorade. That's on your own tab. Okay? All right. So you come down May 4th, you bring your own water. See if you can get that on the plane. That's safe. <laughs> right? It's distilled. Right. It's yeah. distilled. It's okay. All right, guys. Seat time. Thank you very much. Episode 81. Always, always enjoy a pint full of awesome. Peace.